Today is the 15th of August 2019. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. It's a bit dank and dreary here in West Yorkshire. Sounds like it's a bit of a theme at the moment. We are really having a really mixed summer. But we hope that you are having a wonderful day where you are and that the day that you're waking up is a beautiful day and a blessing to you today. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship together. And if you're joining us for the very first time, let me explain that each episode follows a really simple pattern of prayer, scripture, and music. So having explained how it all works, let's start today's leg of walking the way with our opening prayer. Let's pray, shall we? Father, we thank you for the opportunity to gather together today. May everything we do begin with your inspiration and continue with your help. We ask your guidance throughout today, that all of our thoughts and actions will reflect your holy will, and that you will grant us the grace to love you and our neighbours more perfectly. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to centre our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's Bible readings, we read about the death of Ahab, and Jesus teaches about the things that make us unclean. We'll see you on the other side.
Let's ask God to speak to us through the scriptures this morning. Father, we ask that you would prepare our hearts as we read your words this morning. Open to our hearts and our minds the mysteries and truths that are hidden within its pages, that we may discover a clarity within your word that it was hidden from us previously. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Bible readings today are taken from the Good News Translation, and we begin with 1 Kings 22. There was peace between Israel and Syria for the next two years. But in the third year, King Jehoshaphat of Judah went to see King Ahab of Israel. Ahab asked his officials, Why is it that we have not done anything to get back Ramoth and Gilead from the king of Syria? It belongs to us. And Ahab asked Jehoshaphat, Will you go with me to attack Ramoth? I am ready when you are, Jehoshaphat answered, and so are my soldiers and my cavalry. But let's first consult the Lord. So Ahab called in the prophets, about four hundred of them, and asked them, Should I go and attack Ramoth or not? Attack it, they answered. The Lord will give you victory. But Jehoshaphat answered, Isn't there another prophet through whom we can consult the Lord? Ahab answered, There is one more, Micaiah, son of Imla. But I hate him because he never prophesies anything good for me. It's always something bad. You shouldn't say that, Jehoshaphat replied. Then Ahab called in a court official and told them to go get Micaiah at once. The two kings, dressed in their royal robes, were sitting on their thrones at the threshing place just outside the gate of Samaria, and all the prophets were prophesying in front of them. One of them, Zedekiah, son of Chana'ana, made iron horns and said to Ahab, This is what the Lord says. With these you will fight the Syrians and totally defeat them. All the other prophets said the same thing. March against Ramoth and you will win, they said. The Lord will give you victory. Meanwhile, the official who'd gone to get Micaiah said to him, All the other prophets have prophesied success for the king, and you had better do the same. But Micaiah answered, By the living God, I promise that I will say what he tells me to. When he appeared before King Ahab, the king said to him, Micaiah, should King Jehoshaphat and I go and attack Ramoth or not? Attack, Micaiah said, Of course you'll win. The Lord will give you victory. But Ahab replied, When you speak to me in the name of the Lord, tell the truth. How many times do I have to tell you that? Micaiah answered, I can see the army of Israel scattered over the hills like sheep without a shepherd. The Lord said, These men have no leader. Let them go home in peace. Ahab said to Jehoshaphat, Didn't I tell you that he never promises anything good for me? It's always something bad. Micaiah said, Now listen to what the Lord says. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne in heaven, and all his angels standing beside him. The Lord asked, Who will deceive Ahab so that he will go and be killed at Ramoth? Some of the angels said one thing, and others said something else, until a spirit stepped forward approaching the Lord and said, I will deceive him. How, the Lord asked. The spirit replied, I will go and make all of Ahab's prophets tell lies. The Lord said, Go and deceive him. You will succeed. Micaiah concluded, This is what has happened. The Lord has made these prophets of yours lie to you, but he himself has decreed that you will meet with disaster. Then the prophet Zedekiah went up to Micaiah, slapped him in his face and asked, Since when did the Lord's Spirit leave me and speak to you? You will find out when you go into some back room to hide, Micaiah replied. Then King Ahab ordered one of his officers, 
arrest Micaiah. Take him to Ammon, the governor of the city, and to Prince Joash. Tell them to throw him in prison and to put him on bread and water until I return safely. If you return safely, Micaiah exclaimed, then the Lord has not spoken through me. And he added, Listen, everyone, to what I have said. Then King Ahab of Israel and King Jehoshaphat of Judah went to attack the city of Ramoth and Gilead. Ahab said to Jehoshaphat, As we go into battle, I will disguise myself, but you wear your royal garments. So the king of Israel went into battle in disguise. The king of Syria had ordered his thirty-two chariot commanders to attack no one except the king of Israel. So when they saw King Jehoshaphat, they all thought that he was the king of Israel and they turned to attack him. But when he cried out, he realized that he was not the king of Israel and they stopped the attack. By chance, however, a Syrian soldier shot an arrow which struck King Ahab between the joints of his armor. I'm wounded, he cried out to his chariot driver. Turn around and pull out of the battle. While the battle raged on, King Ahab remained propped up in his chariot facing the Syrians. The blood from his wound ran down and covered the bottom of the chariot, and at evening he died. Near sunset the orders went out through the Israelite ranks. Each one of you go back to your own country and city. So died King Ahab. His body was taken to Samaria and burnt. His chariot was cleaned up at the pool of Samaria, where dogs licked up his blood and prostitutes washed themselves, as the Lord had said would happen. Everything else that King Ahab did, including an account of his palace decorated with ivory, and all the cities he built is recorded in the history of the kings of Israel. At his death, his son Ahaziah succeeded him as king. In the fourth year of the reign of King Ahab of Israel, Jehoshaphat son of Asa became king of Judah at the age of 35, and he ruled in Jerusalem for 25 years. His mother was Azuba, the daughter of Shili. Like his father Asa before him, he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, but the places of worship were not destroyed and the people continued to offer sacrifices and burn incense there. Jehoshaphat made peace with the king of Israel. Everything else that Jehoshaphat did, all his bravery and his battles, are recorded in the history of the kings of Judah. He got rid of all the male and female prostitutes serving at the pagan altars, who were still left from the days of his father Asa. The land of Edom had no king. It was ruled by a deputy appointed by the king of Judah. King Jehoshaphat had ocean-going ships built to sail to the land of Ophir for gold, but they were wrecked at Izengeber and never sailed. Then King Azariah of Israel offered to let his men sail with Jehoshaphat's men, but Jehoshaphat refused the offer. Jehoshaphat died and was buried in the royal tombs of David's city, and his son Jehoram succeeded him as king. In the seventeenth year of the reign of King Jehoshaphat of Israel, Ahaziah son of Ahab became king of Israel, and he ruled in Samaria for two years. He sinned against the Lord, following the wicked example of his father Ahab, his mother Jezebel, and King Jeroboam, who had led Israel into sin. He worshipped and served Baal, and like his father before him, he aroused the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel. 2 Chronicles 18 When King Jehoshaphat of Judah became rich and famous, he arranged a marriage between a member of his family and the family of King Ahab of Israel. A number of years later, Jehoshaphat went to the city of Samaria to visit Ahab. To honor Jehoshaphat and those with him, Ahab had a large number of sheep and cattle slaughtered for a feast. 
He tried to persuade Jehoshaphat to join him in attacking the city of Ramoth in Gilead. He asked, Will you go with me to attack Ramoth? Jehoshaphat replied, I am ready when you are, and so is my army. We will join you. Then he added, But first let's consult the Lord. So Ahab called in the prophets, about four hundred of them, and asked them, Should I go and attack Ramoth or not? Attack it, they answered. God will give you the victory. But Jehoshaphat asked, Is there another prophet through whom we can consult the Lord? Ahab answered, There is one more, Micaiah, son of Imlah, but I hate him because he never prophesies anything good for me. It is always something bad. <laughs> you shouldn't say that, Jehoshaphat replied. So King Ahab called in a court official and told him to go and get Micaiah at once. The two kings, dressed in their royal robes, were sitting on their thrones at the threshing place, just outside the gate of Samaria, and all the prophets were prophesying in front of them. One of them, Zedekiah, son of Cha'anah, made iron horns and said to Ahab, This is what the Lord says, With these you will fight the Syrians and totally defeat them. All the other prophets said the same thing, March against Ramoth and you will win, they said. The Lord will give you victory. Meanwhile, the official who had gone to get Micaiah said to him, All the other prophets have prophesied success for the king. You had better do the same. But Micaiah answered, By the living Lord, I will say what my God tells me to. When he appeared before King Ahab, the king asked him, Micaiah, should King Jehoshaphat and I go and attack Ramoth or not? Attack, Micaiah answered. Of course you'll win. The Lord will give you victory. But Ahab replied, When you speak to me in the name of the Lord, tell the truth. How many times do I have to tell you that? Micaiah answered, I can see the army of Israel scattered over the hills like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, These men have no leader. Let them go home in peace. Ahab said to Jehoshaphat, I told you he never prophesies anything good for me. It's always something bad. Micaiah went on, Now listen to what the Lord says. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne in heaven, and all his angels standing beside him. The Lord asked, Who will deceive Ahab so that he will go and get killed at Ramoth? Some of the angels said one thing, and others said something else. But a spirit stepped forward, approached the Lord, and said, I will deceive him. How? the Lord asked. The spirit replied, I will go and make all of Ahab's prophets tell lies. The Lord said, Go and deceive him. You will succeed. Micaiah concluded, This is what happened. The Lord made these prophets of yours lie to you, and he himself has decreed that you will meet with disaster. Then the prophet Zedekiah went up to Micaiah, slapped his face, and asked, Since when did this Lord's spirit leave me and speak to you? You will find out when you go into some back room to hide, Micaiah replied. Then King Ahab ordered one of his officers, Arrest Micaiah, take him to Ammon, the governor of the city, and to Prince Joash. Tell them to throw him in prison and to put him on bread and water until I return safely. If you return safely, Micaiah exclaimed, then the Lord has not spoken through me. And he added, listen everyone to what I have said. Then King Ahab of Israel and King Jehoshaphat of Judah went to attack the city of Ramoth and Gilead. Ahab said to Jehoshaphat, as we go into battle, I will disguise myself, but you wear your royal garments. So the king of Israel went into battle in disguise. The king of Syria had ordered his chariot commanders to attack no one except the king of Israel. So when they saw king Jehoshaphat, they all thought that he was the king of Israel, and they turned to attack him. 
Jehoshaphat gave a shout, and the Lord God rescued him and turned the attack away from him. The chariot commander saw that he was not the king of Israel, so they stopped pursuing him. By chance, however, a Syrian soldier shot an arrow which struck King Ahab between the joints of his armor. I'm wounded, he cried to his chariot driver. Turn around and pull out of the battle. While the battle raged on, King Ahab remained propped up in his chariot facing the Syrians. At sunset, he died. Matthew 15 Then some of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law came from Jerusalem to Jesus and asked him, Why is that that your disciples disobey the teaching handed down by our ancestors? They don't wash their hands in the proper way before they eat. Jesus answered, And why do you disobey God's command and follow your own teaching? For God said, Respect your father and mother, and if you curse your father and mother, you shall have to be put to death. But you teach, if people have something they could use to help their mother or father, but say, This belongs to God, they do not need to honor their father. In this way, you disregard God's command in order to follow your own teaching. You hypocrites! How right Israel was when he prophesied about you. These people, says God, honor me with their words, but their heart is really far away from me. It is no use for them to worship me because they teach human rule as though they were my laws. Then Jesus called the crowd to him and said to them, Listen and understand. It is not what goes into your mouth that makes you ritually unclean. Rather, what comes out makes you unclean. And the Pharisees came to him and said, Do you know that the Pharisees had their feelings hurt by what you said? Every plant which my Father in heaven did not plant will be pulled up, answered Jesus. Don't worry about them. They are blind leaders of the blind. And when one blind man leads another, both fall into a ditch. Peter spoke up, explain this saying to us. Jesus said to them, Are you still no more intelligent than the others? Don't you understand? Anything that goes into your mouth goes into your stomach and then out of your body. But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart, and these are the things that make you richly unclean. For from your heart come the evil ideas which lead you to kill, commit adultery, and do other immoral things, to rob, lie, and slander others. These are the things that make you unclean. But to eat without washing your hands as they say you should, this doesn't make you unclean. Jesus left that place, and went off to the territory near the cities of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman who lived in that region came to him. Son of David, she cried out, Have mercy on me, sir. My daughter has a demon and is in a terrible condition. But Jesus did not say a word to her. His disciples came to him and begged him, Send her away. She is following us and making all this noise. Then Jesus replied, I have only been sent to the lost sheep of the people of Israel. At this the woman came and fell at his feet. Help me, sir, she said. Jesus answered, It isn't right to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. That's true, she answered, but even the dogs eat the leftovers that fall from their master's table. So Jesus answered her, You are a woman of great faith. What you want will be done for you. And at that very moment her daughter was healed. Jesus left there and went along by Lake Galilee. He climbed the hill and sat down. Large crowds came to him, bringing with him the lame, the blind, the crippled, the dumb, and many other sick people, whom they placed at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. The people were amazed as they saw the dumb speaking, the crippled made whole, 
the lame walking and the blind seeing, and they praised the God of Israel. Jesus called the disciples to him and said, I feel sorry for these people, because they have been with me for three days and now have nothing to eat. I don't want to send them away without feeding them, for they might faint on their way home. The disciples asked him, Where will we find enough food in this desert to feed this crowd? How much bread do you have? Jesus asked. Seven loaves, they answered, and a few small fish. So Jesus ordered the crowd to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves and the fish, gave thanks to God, broke them and gave them to his disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and had enough. Then the disciples took up seven baskets full of pieces left over. The number of men who ate was four thousand, not counting the women and children. Then Jesus sent the people away, got into a boat and went to the territory of Magadan. We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that have caught our attention. And after music, we're going to say our prayers for the day and the time of the year.
Before we say our prayers for today and the time of the year, just a reminder that if you'd like us to pray with you, then drop us a line through the usual channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email. Check the show notes for all the contact details. They're all there. And today we've been asked to pray for a lady called Christine Millett. Let's pray, shall we? Lord our God, what can separate us from your love? Can trouble or fear or persecution or hunger or nakedness or peril or the sword? In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Dear Father in heaven, we long for courage. Will you answer our prayers and again and again grant us strength, the power of your Spirit, the only power that can strengthen us? We thank you for all that you've done for us. Help us onward from victory to victory until everything on earth is won for the good. To your honor among all humankind. Amen. And our prayer for the time of the year. Heavenly Father, source of all life, abundance and health, comfort and relieve your sick servants and give your power of healing to those who minister to their needs that those for whom our prayers are offered may be strengthened in their weakness and illness and have confidence in your loving care. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And we say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from the evil one. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us, now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.